0: This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today, I want to talk about the right-brained sales revolution. This is a topic that's been on my mind for quite a while, and it's really evolving to a point where I see a divergence in the sales space. I see salespeople, inbound salespeople, uh, SDRs, Uh, Frontline salespeople, call center salespeople, chat salespeople. uh, These roles are more and more becoming minimized. You need less and less sales skills to do these jobs because many of them are enabled and equipped to succeed using technology. In fact, I was just on saleshacker.com and I looked at a infographic that they'd put together. And this particular infographic was the sales tech landscape. And uh, it's actually, if you just Google sales tech landscape, um, sales hacker, and I'll put a link in my blog post to it as well. They have over 700 sales technology SaaS companies or software as a service companies um, that cater to the sales tech landscape. And they cover, you know, everything from engagement to, uh, which is, you know, everything from prospecting um, to interacting with individuals to going out on the web in on an automated fashion, finding people on Twitter who are talking about topics that you're talking about, then pulling their information into your CRM and then telling you, hey, you should actually send this person an email or call them or reach out to them, to enablement and productivity, to sales intelligence, to pipeline analytics to kind of the people management side or sales management side. And so why I share this is that we're all in a rush To fall in love with technology. But the one thing that we're missing here is another part of this trend is the evolution of artificial intelligence, or AI. Steven Jagger, who was the founder of UberTour, as well as a payroll hero and a number of other successful startups that he's built and sold with his partner, Michael Stevenson, is on their next venture, which is focused on artificial intelligence for the sales process, particularly for realtors which enables you to literally, instead of texting a realtor, um, you can text the number on uh, the real estate sign or on the MLS listing. uh, And all of a sudden, what you get is this bot answers you. Now, this bot right now is being programmed with hundreds of answers on these particular locations. But also, the next iteration is a level of machine learning, which kind of picks up that data on its own in the marketplace using a series of algorithms. So the whole point is I can text and say uh, to a house at 2345 Main Street and say, how big? And it'll tell me the square footage, it'll tell me how many rooms, it'll tell me the size of the lot, uh, it'll tell me the height of the ceilings, and then it'll ask me sp- then I ask the next question. Um, I might say school's nearby, and it'll give me the answer, and then I'll ask about booking an appointment, and it'll set the calendar appointment for a tour, um, or it'll send me a link to a virtual tour. But the whole point is, is all these activities used to be done by a salesperson or a frontline sales admin or sales assistant, and they're no longer needed. So when I look at all of these fantastic apps that we're falling in love with that can hack our sales process as sales professionals, or at the you know at our sales management organization, saying hey we need to use these tools, I think we're unwittingly being complicit in the complete replacing of the sales professional in many aspects. That any part of the sales process that can be automated, and then um, or have an algorithm in it often is going to be duplicated or automated by uh, artificial intelligence, automation, technology, and not by people. So as I look more and more, I see a lot of salespeople are becoming button pushers that uh, you know it's easier to get the job you don't need, you don't get as much training and you sit there and a lead comes in and you push button 1 to send email 1 in the template you quickly read it change the company name fire it off and then another piece of software tells you when the client's open the email and then tells you when to call them and then another piece of software pulls out a script that you're supposed to follow and you see where I'm going and so these are all very left Brain repeatable activities that don't require a lot of emotional intelligence, creativity, communication skills, objection handling skills, research skills. And what happens is that slowly there's a big chunk of the sales profession, in my opinion, that's going to be replaced. And so this is anything left brained. And this isn't new. In the steel industry, uh, you know, f- there's steel, there's steel uh, factories or smelters, uh, manufacturers that used to employ, you know, five, six hundred people in a small town that now employ 17 people, mostly just monitoring the machines that are doing all the heavy work uh, and the processes and so this is now moved into the white collar arena um, even when look at cars of course is that you know people are worried about uber taking out taxi companies but the reality is is that uber is going to take out drivers altogether with uh, vehicles that are autonomous and can drive on their own and will arguably be safer uh, more fuel efficient uh, and easier to maintain as a fleet than a whole bunch of uh, independent representatives so as we look at this it's not just Uh, sales, but multiple industries that are being automated or replaced by level of uh, artificial intelligence. Now, there is hope. And that hope is in the right brain sales revolution. And so I think this is really important, is that right brain selling, that's that creative selling, that's that innovation, it's the lateral thinking, it's the people skills, it's the ability to engage and understand politics and culture and all of these things. This, in my opinion, is not something that's going to be automated anytime soon. And at the end of the day, that face-to-face aspect of selling, people still love it if it's done well, if it's done in an enchanting way. So in my opinion, if you love selling and you want to be a salesperson five and ten years from now, you've got to really think about how you can shift into being not part of the culture in your organization and pushing buttons, but how do you become indispensable by accessing and building more of these right-brain skills? So here's a kind of a a few, like six key points that I sort of brainstorm for you. Number one, and this is around the right brain sales revolution. If you commodify your clients, they will commodify you. So this is the number one. So in other words, if all of your emails are cut and paste pitches and you don't do a lot of research um, and it's all driven algorithmically and it's all done by software and everybody, it's all about a numbers game and you connect with people on LinkedIn and you pitch them right away and you've got a bot that does it for you and you treat all your customers like a number, they'll treat you like a number. So that's the quickest way to become dispensable to a customer is to, at any point, for them to have a sense that you're automating, you're sending generic content, you're driving them through the generic process, and you're not customizing for them. Rule number two. Don't aim to fit the culture. Aim to be indispensable. Now, I know a lot of v- sales leaders are going to want to kick me in the rear end for this one, and maybe they won't hire me to train their team anymore. Um, but I believe that you don't just want order takers and yes people In your organization that, yeah, you're going to close your average account, but the large accounts and the new market accounts and the disruptive opportunities in new industries, that's going to be driven by your indispensable salespeople, not the people who are good at following the steps, taking orders and cutting and pasting templates. Number three, if it's predictably, if it's predictable, duplicable and repetitive, it will be automated. So look at anything in your sales process. Or any sales organization that's largely predictable and duplicable, this will be automated through just plain automation or even artificial intelligence and machine learning. And this is not going to happen in 10 years from now. This is happening now, and I believe that in the next three to five years, we're going to see a massive impact on this white-collar career called sales, where a whole bunch of what we do is either completely automated or taken over by artificial intelligence. And it may be that, yes, there's still salespeople using these tools, but one salesperson will be able to do what five or six or seven salespeople do. Presently, a good chat rep who's not using any type of bot but just typing chat messages in there that's semi-automated by filling in the key questions that customers ask as they come in can handle up to seven customers in the same time a telephone rep can handle one leverage that further when you use artificial intelligence, we'll probably see that there'll be one rep to 20 bots. And when the bot gets stuck, the rep hops in. But we're going to see more and more technology leveraging people who are just doing really analytical stuff. Because asking a question and having an answer, asking a question and having an answer, that's a database. That's not creativity. And so from that perspective, that's going to be automated. Number four People's skills eat sales hacking skills for breakfast. So I think this is really important, is that we can hack our way, so to speak, to generating leads on Twitter by auto-following people and looking for certain hashtags and then sending them a generic tweet and then finally getting them in a dialogue. And you can do a whole bunch of that. But what really makes all that work, eventually someone has to talk to somebody. And your capacity to connect to an individual in a meaningful way, listen well, build rapport, those types of skills are more rare than the ability to figure out how to make how to hack LinkedIn or Twitter. And so what I'm seeing is really interesting is even a trend. There's a whole bunch of when I started in the social social media space back in 2007 and Steve Jagger and I wrote a book in 2009, there was a bunch of people rocking around talking about social media, but what's interesting is that In the last 36 to 48 months, a ton of people, a crop, hundreds of people popped up being social selling experts. What I think is interesting is the trend that these social selling experts who talked about how awesome social selling is and how it's going to revolutionize the way you sell. Do you know what most of them are talking about now? the importance of taking it offline, something that we talked about five, six years ago. And they're realizing that, hey, social selling and all these digital tools only work if you've got fundamental people skills. So people skills eat sales skills or sales hacking skills for breakfast. Number five, stop doing the wrong things better. And I'm quoting my friend and salesperson uh, and business leader, Minto Roy. He said, the problem with most sales organizations is they're doing the wrong thing better. So I think the wrong thing is to treat your customers like a number. I think the wrong thing is to send generic, spammy messages to people that you don't spend time evaluating the customer and really customizing the message and engaging them in a unique and authentic way. I think that's what you want to do. But we're all in a race to automate better. We're all in a race to do the numbers better. And as a sales professional, if you get in that race, you're actually working yourself out of a job. You're commodifying yourself. You should be thinking about how do I employ my creativity to be indispensable to my clients and my employer or my industry. And number six, relationships scale. Followers don't. And what I mean by that is that we can also be in a big race to generate a ton of leads and to find new and interesting ways to grow our LinkedIn faster without having to put personal effort in. But the reality is what scales in sales is relationships. Um, I think about the fact that I've got several clients this year, one of which I did business with seven years ago when he was a CEO of a different company. I maintained the relationship. I engaged him. um, We developed a personal level relationship. And this year, he's hired me to work with his company again and referred me to two other companies that I can do business with. But the whole point is, is that automation won't do that for you. The relationship building is leverage. And it's not about having a thousand connections it's about having 30 raving fans who love the work you've done and are really appreciative of what you've done for their business and those people will refer you and drive business for you so number seven there's a couple bonuses here is left brain qualifies the buyer. So what do I mean by that? Is left brain activities and asking key questions and and evaluating the customer um, and and you know taking them through a discovery process. This is all kind of left brain or what I'd call cognitive analytical activities. But the right brain qualifies the seller. So in order to be disruptive and valuable and a creative resource and seen as a trusted advisor, not just an order taker or an analyst. It requires right brain sales skills. Number eight, you cannot be leapfrogged by new people in the business if you're ahead of them by 10,000 hours in your right brain selling skills. So what I mean by that is that it's easy to learn technology. Hey, my opinion, you can learn new technologies, you can hack things together, you can build a better CRM, you can have a better automated prospecting system. But if you've been working for five years, very focused on developing your person to person selling skills, rapport building, negotiation, listening, persuasion, all of these things and you've been practicing it for five years or ten years, a new person on the block can't leapfrog you and be just as good as you at that overnight or buy a better technology and beat you. Those skills are indispensable. So what I'm saying is that the art of personal selling, persuasion, emotional intelligence, all of these things get you ahead and keep you ahead. They make you indispensable because someone else may be able to walk in a room and utilize a CRM better or find a new way to hack a sales process or automate half their emails to get to the client. But when you get in that boardroom and you close that 100000 or $1,000,000 deal, it's because of your personal selling skills, those right brain sales skills. So... I've been talking about right brain sales skills and what are they. And so I don't have time to get into this today and go through every single one and how to quantify them. But I'm going to rattle off really quickly 25 right brain sales skills that you can start working on now. That if you build that strength, you become indispensable versus easy to automate. So here's 25 right brain sales skills. Number one, rapport building. Number two, Listening. And listening is a huge skill set which most salespeople miss. Number three, social intelligence. Social intelligence is a whole discipline upon itself. Dr. Daniel Goleman wrote a book called Social Intelligence and before that one called Emotional Intelligence. Social intelligence is a key right brain selling skill. Number four, group presentation skills. Number five, objection handling skills. Number six, negotiating skills. Number seven, hobnobbing. The ability to go out, connect, connect. Do something social, play golf, uh, go to an art opening with a client, do something in the community. That is not something you can automate. Number eight, online social interaction and engagement in an authentic way. Number nine, innovating. Innovating in the sales process, developing new products and services to meet client needs. Number 10, problem solving. Number 11, detecting lies. So, Actually being able to determine if someone's giving us all the information or not. Uh, Number 12, reading and adjusting for personality style and profile. So understanding that a behavioral type or bottom line type personality style needs to be sold differently than a promoter or effective promoter type personality style. So the ability to read that and adjust our sales style on the fly, in person or even by email, etc. Is not something that can be automated. So... Uh, number thirteen: contextualizing offers and situations and solutions. So, contextualizing, being able to do a walk around uh, before doing a walk around of an automotive vehicle, um, asking key questions, finding out this person loves skiing, find out they're passionate uh, about um, you know road trips, uh, hiking. Uh, they've got two and a half kids and a dog, uh, and their biggest dream in their life is to do X and your ability to do a walk around of a vehicle and customize that based upon their values and what they find is important, and really show them how to buy or achieve a better version of themselves or their lives based upon that product, that's a skill that's pretty difficult to automate. And so I won't say impossible, but that ability to contextualize your offer and not just generically pitch is something that won't be automated. So breaking the rules, number 14, that's something that really can't be automated or even done through artificial intelligence. Sometimes you have to skip the sales steps. Sometimes you have to throw out the sales playbook to get the deal done. Number 15, humor. Humor and fun and connecting with people on an authentic personal level is a a huge opportunity. Um, And some of the best salespeople I know have got a great sense of humor. Uh, Number 16, giving. Giving is a very right-brained activity. Contributing, helping. Being of value, number seventeen, navigating complex client relationships. The average sale, uh, you know, um, according to CEB Insights, was did a study of several thousand buyers uh, in the last couple of years, uh, has six point two decision makers in there. And so, if you're selling a large complex deal and navigating a complex political situation. Pretty hard for someone to automate that or have artificial intelligence, connect and build relations with those people and get a deal done. And so number eight, phone skills. So phone skills, of course, kind of right along with number one, which is rapport skills. And number two, which is listening, is a really key skill that can't be automated at this point. No one really enjoys getting a robocall. Number 19, Uh, objection handling. I put that uh, twice. Look at that. Uh, Don't worry. I've got a bonus one for us. So number 19, dealing with upset customers. So actually conflict resolution with clients. And that's sometimes you have to break the rules to keep them happy too. Uh, So number 20 is motivating other team members. So it's not just about you closing deals, but also great salespeople who are also great leaders can actually build energy in a team. Um, And then number 21 is going off script, which we kind of talked about this already, but the ability to on our feet, think and get creative and come up with new ideas. Number 22 needs analysis selling. So actually being able to go through an effective needs analysis and use it not just to get information, but to build rapport and credibility. Number 23 is authentic relationship development. So not, I'm not talking about account-based marketing or lead nurturing. I'm talking about truly connecting with someone and building a solid relationship. You've got a client who's curious about kayaking or whale watching, and all of a sudden you can creatively pick up the phone, call some kayak instructor you know, email them both, connect them, and do something for them legitimately just to help them. That's not something that a bot Uh, or sales automation is going to do and that's what's going to make you invaluable as, as an account manager number 24, content creation so the ability to establish yourself as a thought leader through writing great blog posts, creating video, um, you know, testimonials from clients, curating content, um, and then contextualizing it for each client based upon your knowledge of them, that's something that's pretty difficult to automate. And so creating content um, and, you know, especially video type content, for instance, is if you're into content marketing and social selling, this is something that cannot be automated. So that's 24. 25. Networking, going up to conferences, meeting people in person, um, serendipitously bumping into someone at a pub or at a baseball park or at a concert and developing a conversation and exchanging cards. That's something that's not going to quickly be automated anytime soon. Um, 26, curious prospecting. That kind of goes along with 20, uh, twenty-five. And then 27 is the last one. Um, is personal brand and reputation. So bots don't have reputations. Brands do, but the ability over a lifetime, even if you've worked in four or five sales positions, but you've built a great network of people who you've helped in your community, that has massive value, and that makes you indispensable to your employer and to your customers. So there's, what did I say, 27 right brain sales skills which can all be kind of drilled down and there's you know many components to it but if we look at those skills these are the things that are going to make us indispensable as salespeople. so I'm I'm excited about CRM and it doing all kinds of great things for me and automated prospecting and then artificial intelligence but I'm excited about it as a business owner but I'd be terrified if I want a sales career for the next decade and I'm expecting just to be able to handle han- answer the phone or handle inbound emails because you're going to be gone very soon as far as corporate America goes. And so unless you can harness right brain selling skills and make yourself indispensable and elevate the way you sell and lead, you're going to be left in the dust by automation, by the cloud, um, and by machine learning. So now i have kind of been bashing sort of where corporations are moving with Salesforce automation and artificial intelligence and the whole SaaS, which I think is a bubble. Software as a service bubble in the sales space. When you've got 700 players and you've got 50 competing in each space, what I see is uh, some venture capital money running out and a whole bunch of amalgamation or doors closing. And it'll be interesting to see what this looks like, uh, you know, in the next 24 to 36 months. Well, as I digress. Why would you want to hire as a sales leader? Why would you want to hire as a CEO, as a VP of sales, as a sales manager? And by the way, sales management is another area which you're so excited with that dashboard that you can look at and then see what your salespeople are doing. And what I find is more salespeople, more sales managers are just looking at dashboards and doing less coaching of their salespeople. And yet the coaching and people development part is the part that makes you indispensable. The ability to read a dashboard and say, Fred, your numbers are down. What are you going to do? That's replaceable. That's, that's an effort that can be pushed to the front line and let someone self-manage themselves and check in with a VP of sales once in a while. But the coaching stuff is the stuff that's going to make you indispensable. The people development skills as a sales manager. But I'm going to talk about uh, seven things, or actually nine reasons why you want to, although you are largely automating and systemizing your sales process and integrating with the marketing team, why you still want big deal closers, Right brain thinkers and sales innovators on your team. So, number one, they're proactive doers. They're not stimulus response button pushers. So, right brain salespeople stay up at night thinking about how they can get better at selling. They're the ones when you hold a training event are sitting in the front row, and even though they got the most experience, they're taking notes looking for the next little piece that's going to give them the edge in the marketplace. They're always learning. And they're proactive. They're not. They don't need to be told to call a client or how many calls they need to make because uh, they understand that proactivity and creativity is what gives them their advantage. Number two, they're really proactive, not entitlement focused. So I think this is uh, their action, not entitlement focused. So I find that right brain salespeople. Uh, When you ask them why they haven't closed enough deals this month, they don't say, well, because marketing didn't give me enough leads. They didn't say because we didn't have enough traffic in the dealership this week. What they're going to say is, well, you know what? I probably could have done this, and I think next month I'll do this, and here's my plan to get out of this rut I'm in. And so they're action-orientated. They're not waiting around to be handed leads or to make things work or to hit their quota. They've got a plan. Number three, they're adaptable. So what happens when the uh, CRM system freezes? Uh, what happens when the sales hack they were using no longer works? Well, you know what? Great right brain salespeople are naturally adaptable in any culture, any environment, with any su- sales tools they have. And part of that is because of those 25 or 27 key right brain sales skills we talked about. So, number four, they improve products and processes. So, versus just pushing buttons and taking inbound leads, they're thinkers. They're looking at ways that we can better serve customers continually. They, they can annoy you a bit because they've always got an idea on what we need to do to make ourselves better, but they're often the front-line market intelligence and the, and the problem solvers that help make our products better or even say, hey, why are we doing this, this, and this step when we can just do these two and get the same result? Let me show you how. So number five, they lead uh, versus pro. They lead versus process orders. So they lead the sales process with the client. Your right brain salesperson is going to be proactive. They're going to be what the challenger sale calls a disruptive salesperson. Someone is willing to have great dialogue and get the customer thinking laterally about their business and differently. And they're not just going to take that order for the widget the customer wants. They're going to proactively. Really lead that customer often to a greater level of customer satisfaction, but more revenues for your company. Number six, they just close more business on average. Proactive, right brain, creative salespeople who are good with connecting with other people, great rapport builders, great negotiators, great presenters are great closers. Number seven, they grow business. So, in other words, it's not just about closing the deal, it's about growing the relationship so they get the next six deals. The right brain salesperson values, values, relationships, and knows how to build them. Number eight, they use technology but are driven by principles. So they're driven by by innovative, creative sales principles, not just by process or technology, which means that as technology changes or breaks, they quickly adapt. The principles are what they take with them almost into any position or industry. And number nine is they come with a network and with credibility. So when you hire a right-brained salesperson, they're often not asking for leads per se off the bat. Um, they've got a big book of people they've done business with. They've got ideas. They've got a network. They've already got a personal reputation. And people buy from them just for that reason. So those are kind of nine reasons why I think that On top of maybe inbound reps just taking orders, you want to think about how do I elevate these people to be more right-brained and how do I hire and recruit true sales leaders who embody these principles we've talked about. So I think as a salesperson, it's really important to realize that if you aren't going to embody these right brain sales principles that you, your career as a salesperson is limited. You're going to be automated. You're going to have artificial intelligence going to take over. You're going to have systems take over. You're going to have technology leverage you out of a job where there used to be 10 salespeople. Now they need one to do the same volume. And so you want to make sure you're that one left or that you're the creative deal maker, That's great connecting with people, great at negotiations, great presenting, great at problem solving. And this is what's going to make you indispensable no matter where you go. So I know this is a long rant. This is a concept I'm working on for a while. By the way, I absolutely believe in and I'm excited about artificial intelligence in selling. But I also believe that it's going to replace a lot of traditional sales roles very quickly. So you want to get on the right side of this trend. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. If you're looking for a speaker for your next conference, you can email me, Shane, at ShaneGibson.com, or even just simply hit salesacademy.ca, click on Keynote Speaking, and there's more information on what I can deliver for you and your organization this fall and spring. Again, this is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net.